You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators go to sell more of their online courses. I'm super excited because we have an absolute rock star on the other end this week. A little bit about this person. He's one of Australia's leading social media marketing influencers and LinkedIn specialists. He has over 30,000 followers on LinkedIn. He's the director of Australia's first marketing agency to specialize in LinkedIn training and marketing services. He's a contributor to the Social Media Examiner. He hosts the popular LinkedIn video series, LinkedIn Heroes, which has over half a million views. And he's a finalist for the Social Media Marketing Awards in 2019 for the best use of LinkedIn. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Mr. Nathaniel Bibby. Nat, how are you? Thank you. I just got to make a quick update to the introduction. I actually won the, um, the best use of LinkedIn last year. Oh, no, congratulations. <laughs> I just went straight off your, your social media. I was like, oh, final. That's pretty cool. So there we go. Congratulations on the award. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How are you? I'm awesome. Now, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? I have. I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins, and Tony Robbins says, if you can't, you must. And I think that's a good mantra to live your life by. If you can't do something, you must do it. Break through that fear. Um, and I think that uh, I think that a big part of success, we're probably getting straight into like some <laughs> content, content here, but like a big part of success is like just having a go, having a crack. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so it's the Aussie saying, I guess, but like fail failure is something that I think a lot of us have a really negative relationship with. And I think if you can change your relationship with failure and look at it as a good thing on the path to success, then um, you'll have a lot more, you'll achieve more, a lot more in your life. Yes. Love that. I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan myself. So I love that. And I love the failure side of things as well. My my favorite quote around failure, actually, I'm not sure if you've heard this one. Uh, I never fail or I never lose. I either win or I learn. They're my, they're my only yeah. two options. Failure, that's a good thing. It's a stepping stone to the next thing. Great, I do it. It didn't work. Cool. I know it didn't work. How can I get closer? So I love Absolutely. that. Now, um, yeah. Matt, I've obviously been following you a while. I know what it is you do. But for anyone listening this or watching this, do you want to give us the quick rundown? You've got won a lot of awards. We know that. But what is it you actually do? Do you just sit back and win awards? Or do you run some businesses? Do you have some courses? What is it you actually do? Um, So I run a LinkedIn marketing and training agency. We were the first ones to set up in Australia, been going 10 years now. Um, And so that's what I do day to day. And then, uh, you know, a lot of what we do in social media now is about content creation. So I seem to spend a lot of time doing that as well, um, building my personal brand. But, mate, I've been in sales and marketing for, it's been 20 years now. Um, So I'm a marketer. Did you start when you were five? How how does that work? 20 years sales and marketing. (laughs) Very kind of you. Very kind of you. I I think I started when I was 17 is when I got my first role in marketing. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, hey, Nat, this podcast is tailored for anyone that has an online course. Now, we know your specialty is LinkedIn. So let's just chat about that. Let me think of the, the, I guess the best place to start is let's maybe say why LinkedIn. Now, there's plenty of social media platforms out there, right? We've got 
Facebook, yep. we've got Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, YouTube, TikTok, millions of them out there. Let's not rubbish any of them, right? They've all got their advantages, their, their disadvantages. But do you want to do you want to let us know where does LinkedIn sit in there? Why do you like it? Why should online course creators choose it? What can you tell us about that side of things? Um, well, look, it's a business. It's a business networking site. That's what it's there for. You know, it, it's not really there to, for people to socialize and to get dates or, you know, make friends. Um, it, it's not where you share, you know, your photos from your birthday party. Um, it's, it's there for business networking. And I think, you know, I've always been focused on lead generation and, um, and that, that comes down to being from a sales background. And there's, lead, there's two sides to lead generation. You need to get lots of leads and you need to get the best quality leads. And I've found that the LinkedIn is where you can access the best quality leads, not so much just because they're going to find you, but just because you can find them. Mm-hmm. You know, like on, on YouTube, Instagram, you know, all these other platforms, people follow you and you don't really know who's going to follow you. Like it's, you know, it, it, you're going to get some A grade potential clients, some B grade mm. and some people that just wants free information. Whereas on LinkedIn, you send people invitations to connect with you. So you can very much control who's in your network. And I think that that side of it appealed to me because at the end of the day, it, put, it puts more dollars in my back pocket. <laughs> yes, love that. And that's what we all want here in this uh, group and podcast. So I'm going to even delve a little bit deeper because you're obviously quite good at this. You're, you're obviously uh, used to working with people that are quite good at LinkedIn as well. A lot of the people listening to this might be complete newbies. They've heard about LinkedIn, but you know they think it's where you post a resume or, or get a job or whatever. So we might even break that down a little bit more. And I'll just give an overview of a couple of the key takeaways that I heard Nat bring up there. The first thing he said was that it's a business networking site. Now, that's what I quite like about it as well. Now, I find a lot of people do use Facebook for business as well, but you need to be a little bit careful. You know, there's going to be, you might, you might use your personal Facebook profile for business, but that doesn't mean every single other person does, right? They might not want to add you on there because they don't want to, they don't want you to see, you know, um, what high school they went to, what date they joined Facebook, how complicated their relationship is. That's, that's that stuff there, right? Whereas LinkedIn, <laughs> it's pretty much for that there. If someone sends you a request on LinkedIn, it's not because they want to be friends with you or they want to date with you. It's because they potentially want to do business with you. They either want to buy something off you or you want to sell something off that. And, and everyone understands that on, on that platform. Would that be a good summary of that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And, and this is one of the biggest mistakes that I, I see people making on LinkedIn is they log on to LinkedIn. They go like, I've got to do some LinkedIn work. Oh, look, I've got all these requests, all these invitations from other people. Um, so they just start accepting these, these invitations and they may reject a couple, but mm. at the end of the day, they are being re- reactive. They're the ones that are responding mm. to these invitations rather than being in control and going, okay, this is my target audience. This is who I'm going to connect with. This is who's going to be in my audience. So, you know, you hear this, um, oh, what do you think of LinkedIn? And, and people will say, oh, LinkedIn, you know, it's full of salespeople and recruiters. Mm. And, you know, it's got nothing to do with LinkedIn. It's mm. just to do with the quality of their network. If they've been reactive and they're responding to connection requests, the chances are most of the time the people who are sending you connection requests are looking for some sort of self-serving interest. So they might be a salesperson. They might be a recruiter. Um, but the chances are they're not necessarily going to be exactly who you want in your target audience. You've got to be a bit, a bit more proactive than that. Yes, love that. And that's a good point because that's another thing I found with LinkedIn as well. Say with my, um, my main uh, occupation is selling courses to personal trainers. Now, if I go on LinkedIn 
and I just add a few people that have got the, the job title of personal trainer, all of a sudden LinkedIn shows me every personal trainer in the world, you know, they can make it very specific there. Or if I go in uh, LinkedIn and I type in good life or I type in fitness first, it shows me that the next people they show me on suggested connections is just so specific to that occupation and that workplace. So that's what exactly. I found as well. If you can go in there and you've got your specific market and you add a few people, you connect with a few people in there, LinkedIn just keeps showing you more of those people and you can just keep building your, your network from there. Is that how it works? Yeah, absolutely. You've seen it firsthand. Yeah. I mean, it's a great niche for, for LinkedIn. People would think, oh, personal trainers might not be on LinkedIn as, as much as some other professions, but you, you soon find out there's more than enough for you to build your network, especially if you're selling something that's online. I did a search yesterday, right? Take a guess. How much personal trainers do you think? Are, if you're, I just went in LinkedIn and typed in personal trainer in the search bar, take a guess yep. how many came up. You tell me. I mean, it's going to be different for every, everybody, right? Because it's all debate, depends on how many personal trainers you're already connected with oh, and how many are in your second degree network. So, yeah. you know, tell, tell me how many there were. 1.5 million. Now, okay. I'm sure out of 1.5 right. million, I can make a sale or two, right? Get a lead so, or two. So he, yeah. So here's the question, right? If you connect with all of those 1.5 million, just for argument's sake, yeah. have you, is, that, is that all there is? Uh, oh, is there more, is it? If you do the same search again after you've connected with even even if you connected with uh, a thousand of them, you did the same search again, you'd get way more people in the search results because mm. you've got those connections in common. Oh, okay. So that only shows me my first three connections or whatever, is it? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, there you go. If you're listening to this and you've got any um, specific niche like that, especially a job, actually I'll ask, that could be a good question there. Obviously, for that situation where you can just target via the profession, it's potentially the best network out there. You can just type in that profession, it comes in. Do you need to target a specific profession or are there, um, can you still have a successful business if it's not that niche just to the profession using LinkedIn? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, targeting personal trainers, I mean, it could be gym owners, but personal mm -hmm. trainers is, is it, it's in the gray area between business to business and business to consumer, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but if you're targeting a, if you're targeting a type of business like um, accounting firms or legal mm. firms, there's always going to be not necessarily one, there might be multiple, but there's going to be those job titles within that organization that make the buying decisions as it could mm -hmm. be the business owner, it could be the purchasing manager, you know? Um, so there's always different professions that, purchase on behalf of businesses. And so if you're in business to business and you target sporting stadiums or you target airlines or you target um, construction companies, you can narrow down on the exact person that makes those decisions to employee services that you offer. So for business to business, it's fantastic. And mm. it's great that it works for, you know, when you're targeting a profession as well. But mm. I think the, the, the main market and a lot, of, a lot of the businesses that I end up working with are business to business, where they're, they're targeting organizations, not, um, not individuals, but of course, within those organizations, there are individuals that make the decisions and also influence the buying decisions. Yes. Awesome. Makes sense. All right, cool. Now let's say, um, let's say we've sold some people on LinkedIn. Some people are watching this and they're like, okay, yes, you know, I need, I know I need to get on, on LinkedIn, but I've, I've logged on once and I don't have anything on there. 
what would be the first step now? Do they do their profile first? Do they do some posts first? Do they do a business page or a personal one? Do they start reaching out? What would you say is the, the first step on an online course creator should do? Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Personal profile for, for starters, like with anything you do on LinkedIn, whether it's content, posting content, or you're connecting with people, or you're sending people messages, or you're doing advertising, people are always going to end up looking at your profile. Mm. So that's that's like the key component that has to be done right to start with. Um, and there's a few things that you know that need to be done to make sure that it converts visitors to leads, stands out from the competition, ranks well in the search results. Because what, what do most people do is they upload a version of their CV. Mm. And uh, you're at LinkedIn versus Instagram, weren't you? So you, you know, I always ask these people, has anyone ever bought anything because they've looked at a CV, you know? Um, so like, it's great if you're looking to advance your career, like yes, upload a CV. But if you're looking to get more customers, make sure the profile's in customer-centric language. It talks about the problem that you solve. People can tell what you do quite quickly. And you've completed all the sections so people know where you are. They know what industry you're in. Um, your headline's got some keywords in it. Use a professional photograph. I mean, this is, this is actually social media one-on-one stuff, but it's still the biggest mistake that they come across is people don't get a professional photograph. They don't mm-hmm. complete their profile. They don't have the background banner. Um, all these things help to give people an impression um, you know, when they're deciding whether or not they want to accept a request or they want to you know, engage with you. Um, so it's really important, really, really important. Um, it's like, you know that in sales, they always say the first seven seconds that you meet somebody mm-hmm. is when the first impression is made. Yes. Yeah, nine, nine times out of 10, it's not happening in person anymore, especially, mm-hmm. especially in the last six months, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yes. happening online. And so you've got to create that um, first impression with your profile. Bang on. And I'll give, um, I guess, my experience as a user as well. So whenever I jump on LinkedIn, I'll have a heap of re- requests. And mine's pretty straightforward. I'll because I, I, I've got a specific niche of a job title, right? That's the first thing mm-hmm. I look at. Look at their, their job title. If it's anything in fitness, an automatic add to that. If it's not in fitness, the next thing I look at is their profile, just their little picture that comes up, you know? And if, that, mm. if that's a, a bad photo, I'm not going to add them straight away. Straight away, I won't add them, right? Um, but if that's a good photo and it looks, and it, if, if they're not in fitness, but it's a good photo and it's a good tagline, then I'll click and check out their thing. I'll check out their profile to see if I add them from there. And then I'll judge on that profile whether I want them in my network or not. So I think that's, that's the way I look at it. Some are no-brainers. Just by the, the occupation, I'll add them straight away. But if it's not a no-brainer, then that little profile and the tagline may, gives, gives you a second chance for me to look at your profile. And then your profile gives me a chance to, to add you or not. So I think you, you broke that down really well. So all right, yeah. cool. let's move on from there. Let's say someone's like, great, I'm going to go on tonight going to upload a professional photo, have my little tagline in there, make sure I filled everything out, the language is good. 
Now, do I just sit back and wait for people to connect with me or do I have to be a bit more proactive? What's the, the next step from there? The next step is definitely building your network. Um, there's a quick way to, to start that off and, and you can um, do this a number of ways, but you can actually sync up your email contact list okay. uh, with LinkedIn. So if you haven't done that yet, I encourage you to do that. That'll, that's a quick way to add a whole bunch of connections that you know at once. And I understand that they're not all going to be people that you want to do business with, but they will know, they will be connected to people that you might want to do business with. So it's, it's a great foundation. So I'll start with that and then start getting the search results and not, don't just use the search bar at the top where you put in keywords, filter mm. it down so you can select the industry, you can select the job title, you can select the location and all of a sudden you'll have a very targeted list of connections. Now, if you're just starting out, you may only get 100 or 200 people in your target audience, mm. but don't let that worry you as, as you know, we were using that example before with some bigger numbers. Once you connect with those 150 people or, or send them a connection request, let's say 50% of them accept, you've got 70 mm -hmm. new connections in your target audience. You do the same search again. And all of a sudden you've got 1500 people in the search results because you've got more of a foundation to work from. So there's more people in your second degree network. Okay. So the quickest way to get more visibility on your LinkedIn profile is to get more connections. And I think, you know, once you get over the 500 plus, that's a, that's a good starting point. And then you can look at actually, okay, now how do I use it to, as a lead generation tool? Um, and it depends on your sales process. Like some people are comfortable having telephone calls to close deals. Like I certainly am, you know, and if it's, if it's a online course that you've got, maybe you want to drive traffic to that online course. Maybe you've got a webinar as a sales funnel. I think if you can find a way to add value to people before they, you know, consider buying from you, then you should definitely do that. But you know, once they connect with you, they've basically said, yes, I'd love to be part of your network. You can message me about business. And now just cause they said you can message them about business doesn't mean you can spam them all day. Mm -hmm. You've got to find a way to contact them and, and, and add value. And there's a number of ways you can do that. Yes. All right. Let's even go back a step. So awesome value there. Let's simplify it for the people that are, that are starting off. So great. Yep. You've got your profile there. We've got to build our network. There's a way you can upload your email contacts onto LinkedIn. So you'll probably Google that to, to find it out, find the answer there. And yep. even a lot of people watching this may even have a decent email list. They may have sold a hundred, couple hundred courses, have a lead, couple hundred leads that, that are specific to people that they want to do business with. That's, that could be a good option there for people to upload. Uh, and then the search bar. So you can jump in the search bar. The basic is just typing in the keywords up the top, but you can filter it down and get specific and locations and occupations and all sorts of things. And that's what LinkedIn is designed for. It's designed to, to find people and network with people. So it's going to be, easier to find those people than it would be on a Facebook or an Instagram or a, any of these other platforms there. So yep. we've got that there. The one limitation is if you're starting off, you may not be able to connect with a whole heap of people at the start, but that's okay. You can just ease your way into it. Before we get into the, the sales process, Nat, just, just wanted to dive a little bit deeper into the connection side of things. So you okay. know, let's say we, we do a search on there and you know, we, 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 a couple hundred people or whatever come up that are our potential clients. Do we add a hundred people then and there straight away? Do we space it out and add five people an hour? Is it 10 people a day? What, do you have a number there? Any guidelines in terms of how many people should we connect with a day or a week or whatever it may be? Yeah, look, uh, 50 is a safe amount for a day. 
Um, so like LinkedIn do have some limitations, but it's more to do with uh, what people say when they receive the request. So if a lot of people mm. say, no, I don't know this person, he's spamming me, then LinkedIn's going to play some restrictions on your on your ability to to send connection requests now don't don't panic too much <laughs> you know if that happens it's not the end of the world you can you know click a few buttons it'll warn you to begin with um but um to, to keep within linkedin's guidelines i say about 50 a day is reasonable um and then what will happen is as you if you start sending 50 a day say you do that five days a week so over the course of a month you've sent a thousand invitations out um the ones that haven't been accepted yet will be what they call pending, yeah. you know, pending connection requests. And you don't want to have too many outstanding that are pending. Oh. So sometimes I, at the end of the month, what I'll do is I'll look at all the connection requests that have been sent that haven't been answered yet. And I'll start to withdraw some of the, some of them that are say over four weeks old. Therefore you never have too many pending and you don't run into any trouble with LinkedIn. I mean, LinkedIn want us to use it as a networking tool, but mm. they don't want people to be spamming each other. So they've got to keep tabs on some of these things. Yes. Bang on. Awesome tip. I never knew that. So thank you for, for that tip there. So, all right, cool. So we go out, we send 50, we, we know the sort of people we're looking for. We'll go out, we'll send 50 connections. Now, is there a strategy to get these people to connect with us? Do we, do we want to leave them a private message? Does it not matter? Are there certain things we want to say in a private message? Any suggestions there, Nat? Sure, absolutely. Great question. Um, so you want to customize your connection requests. The reason being is because there's a lot of people on LinkedIn that are hitting connect, 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 connect. And you just want to stand out from all those guys. Cause if anyone's, you know, unless they're just hitting accept, 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 you want to give them, show, show them that you've, you've got, um, that you've chosen their profile, that you're interested in them. And this is leads me on to the next point, which is don't, don't make the connection request all about yourself. I mean, it's very mm. tempting you know, um, to say, Oh, hi, um, I'm a LinkedIn marketing specialist. I would love to connect with you because you're in my target market. You know, maybe I'm exaggerating a bit, but like, this is what people generally would write when they customize things instead of saying, hi, Jono, I've, I've had a look at your LinkedIn profile. I'm interested in finding out more about what you do. See if there's an opportunity to work together or not. Um, I'd like to invite you to join my network. It's very simple. There's only one call to action. I'm not saying, you know, I'd like to speak to you. I'd like to meet with you. I'd like to, you know, it's all I want to do is connect with you. So you just give one people one very simple step. All they've got to do is click a button, but you make it about them that you've shown interest in what they do. And if, if you are connecting with somebody that you really want to take some time on, read their profile and, and see what things you have in common, you know? Um, yeah. When I'm reaching out to, people that, for example, that I want to interview for LinkedIn heroes, I'm very specific about some of the things that I want to talk to them about and what I'm interested in. And normally they say that that's the reason that they responded to me. Um, so just, just try and make it about the other person because one thing you can always count on is that people love talking about themselves. So if you can, can make the conversation about them to start with and not about you, you'll have a much higher conversion rate. Yes, love that. And I'll give a, a few personal examples there. That's another a one percenter for me. So if someone's 50-50, right, if I'm not sure if I'm going to add them or not, and there's a little, you know, you can see if they send you a message there, I'll read that message, mm. you know. So mm. if, if they haven't sent a message and, I, and they're not a fitness pro, I'm not going to add you. But if there's a little message there, you know what, I'm going to read that message. And if that message is good and I like it, then I might add you. 
So I think it's a good little one percenter. And you, I, I, you made a good point as well, where now when I think of it, if I'm just adding a random personal trainer, eh, maybe I will, maybe I won't. But if it's someone I want to add on my podcast, then yeah, I'm going to spend a few more minutes and, and really get that, that connection in there. So I think that's a good point there. Uh, and especially the point about talking about other people, because uh, talking about them, because if, yeah, no one wants to be sold to, especially straight away. And I've had some good, some good messages to me. What, what gets me sometimes, yeah, if someone's shown that it's personal, even though it may even be automated or they may have had a BA to do whatever, but if they say, hey, I see you're also friends with Nat Bibby, it sort of piques my attention a bit, you know? I'm like, oh, they've actually taken some bit of interest to, to see the, the connection there. And what gets me as well, yeah, even, even if they say, even when they say something like, hey, you know, I see you're, you're in the fitness industry, you're friends with Nat Bibby, just wanted to connect. Maybe there's something I can do to help you out or, or maybe, you know, you can do something to help out my network. Then that sort of gets mm. me there. I'm like, okay, a bit of both ways. And when they use the word network, when they're like, if you can do something to help out my network, that piques my attention as well. I'm like, oh, maybe they're going to let me, you know, promote to them. So I think that message yeah. is important there. And actually another quick point here, is this something that can't, you could give to maybe a VA and say, hey, he's the sort of people that, you know, I want to connect with his, you know, messages, go and find some mutual friends and find some mutual things. Is that something you could outsource to a VA or is it? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You can. I mean, this is what my company does for businesses, but uh, I, I have seen uh, it go wrong a lot of times yeah. as well. So I think like, it's really important that you know exactly what you're doing and what you're delegating. So you can set the parameters, you know, what mistakes could go wrong. So I think it's a great idea just to do it yourself to begin with. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when you, when you are delegating to a VA, you want to make sure that um, the target audience is very, very specific. So you're not getting irrelevant people in there. You're not sending messages to people that you already know. Um, you want to have some checks in, in place. Like for example, when we run campaigns for clients, um, we will send them the list of people we're thinking of sending a message to before the message goes out so they can review it. And, you know, every now and then it's like, Oh no, that guy's a competitor that, or, or the, we've already doing business with this person. And so if you send, start sending messages out without sort of vetting them first, you can run into a couple of embarrassing situations. And, you know, I mean, these things happen, it's not the end of the world, but if it can be avoided, it, you know, and, and it can, you know, just with systems. But I think the people are too quick to jump into delegation and automation before they've actually ran a campaign successfully themselves. And so they can't really anticipate a lot of the problems that might show up. Yes, some very good points there. I think a few good points there. I think like anything in business, you want to have that system down, down in front first, right? You can't just say, yeah. to, and even if it wasn't LinkedIn, I, I see a lot of this on Facebook and Instagram. Hey, I'm going to pay a VA to do my Instagram. What does that mean? They're going to do your Instagram. Like, you know, like, what do you want them to do? What's the goal? Like, do you have parameters? Are they, are they making the posts? Are they replying to the DMs? What are they replying to the DMs? Like we've, we've got to have that system in place. And, all, and also something like that, like a VA. I think some people think VAs are super people, you know? Yeah, I'll just hire a VA and they'll, run, they'll be my business coach and everything there. It's like, hey, get the system in place first. And then yep. your VA is only as good as your system, really. And if, and if exactly. you make mistakes, hey, go back and have a look at your system. Where did you make the mistake? What did you not tell them? Where did you do it wrong? So I think that's... A exactly, yeah. And then if like you've got to have, you know, performance indicators, like how do we know if it's working? 
And if it's not working, it's not the VA's fault, it's the system's fault. <laughs> so you, you got to change something in the system and, and you've got to be measuring enough stuff so you know where in the system needs changing. Is it the, the number of people that are responding to my connection request? Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to change that script. Or is it the message that I'm sending to people to follow up? Um, or is it my profile? But if, if um, it's not working and you're not measuring any of these things along the way, you might end up changing a perfectly good message script because you know, it's not working when the problem's over here. So I like I've since the start, I always measured everything. And I think that's why we've been able to work out what works and people say, Oh, you know, I don't think that invitation would do that well. And I'm like, well, have you measured and tested thousands of connection requests? Cause I have, this is what works. So, you know, I don't really care if you, if you think it's a good one or not, you might be part of, you might be part of the 50% of people that don't accept my connection request. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm actually not interested in them. I'm interested in the 50% that do. Yes. Awesome. Good point. All right, cool. So let's, um, let's move on from there. Now we know how to connect with people. We've found them. We've increased our chances of them um, connecting with us back. Uh, now let's spend a minute or two just about that, that first message. So, um, and this will go a few different ways. So that person's connected. Do we then, I guess, send them another message, even if we've already sent them that initial message there, they've connected, but they haven't messaged us. We, we should send them a message, right? Yeah, look, if, if you're looking to generate leads on LinkedIn, I think the first step is you connect with them. Because yeah. once you connect with them, it's like implied consent that you can message them. I don't, I'm not a big believer in email, the paying to message people. Um, it shows up as a different sort of format and it's, it comes across very salesy, I think. I think it's a bit relationship building tool. You send a connection request and then when somebody accepts, if they're in your target audience, you say, hey, thanks for connecting. By the way, I've had a look at your profile and I can see you know, some similarities with yourself and the clients that I generally work with. I'd love to have a telephone conversation, you know, offline so I can find out more about your business or your objectives or your frustrations so that I can work out whether or not there's a good fit for us to, to do business together or not. Mm -hmm. So you're not, you don't want to start selling to people until you know that they have either the problem you solve or a need for what you offer. Um, too often I'll connect with somebody and the next time, the next message I get is, Hey, Nathaniel, um, you know, uh, your website's not ranking well for this mm -hmm. keyword. We've won all these awards for search engine optimization. You should really talk to us because we can get you this result. Here are some of our clients testimonials. They got no idea if I want to rank higher on Google, I, mm -hmm. I might not want more customers, you know, mm -hmm. I might not care. Um, so I think, it, you know, that when you start assuming that somebody has the, the need for your products, you, again, you're focusing on yourself and not the customer. Mm. So just to get my head around that, is that in a few, you have a bit of a conversation. It's not just one long message. It's a few, a few messages. One short message. One okay. short message. Yeah. yeah thank, thank you for connecting. I've had a look at your profile. Interested in finding out more about your business objectives. Are you free for a telephone call? Perhaps, you know, later this week. That's oh, it. Okay, cool. Yeah. And let's spend yep. a minute on there for the online course side of things. If, if someone yep. has maybe a different funnel and they usually get someone in their system via say, you know, a lead magnet or, or a webinar or something like that, that's cool yep. as well. You know, hey, hey Nat, just letting you know, I'm a Instagram guru. Hey, I've actually got, if, you're, if you are looking to improve your Instagram, I've got this webinar, click here to check it out. Would something like that work? 
Yeah, look, I mean, it adds value, right? So like if you say, look, if, you, if you'd like to find out more information about how to improve your Instagram, I'm running this free webinar, thought you might be interested, here's the link if you want to join us. Um, mm. that, that adds free value. If they're interested, they'll click on it. If they're not, they won't. Um, yeah, I think that's great. It's free training. It's free online training. Um, you know, you could even you could even make it not free and give them a promo code so they feel like they're getting something for nothing. Um, that that strategy works exceptionally well as well. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, you're either adding value or or you're showing interest in them. And I think that that um, you can definitely definitely promote um, a uh, a lead magnet. Like a lead magnet is a fantastic way. I mean, it's like here's my here's a free ebook. Um, that you can download if you know and if the headlines appealing and your profile looks good it'll capture their interest if they're if you've got targeting right um but you know you you cut it doesn't if you haven't got the headline right and the targeting's not right then it won't work you know so it's just you got to make sure that you get all those components correct because on online sales as you would know more than anyone is you you got to have every step of the funnel correct you know, because one of it's if one of it's broken, then it's like only as good as the weakest link, I guess. And you and you hit a nail on the head there as well. Just even with lead magnets, right? Like the the mm. perfect lead magnet, in my opinion, it should be something that's the exact next step for that client. Where whatever the problem is that you solve, they've got that problem. And if there was one thing to, that could solve there, if you could rate Mabel or Abel one and change one thing for them right now, that's what your lead magnet should be. It should be an absolute no-brainer. And if your lead yeah. magnet isn't an absolute no-brainer for this person, it's the wrong lead magnet. So that's the lead magnet yep. side of things. And if you know that lead magnet's good, you've tested it on Facebook or Instagram or Facebook ads, whatever it may be, and now you try it on LinkedIn and it doesn't work, well, you probably haven't hit your right person then. Because if they were your right person, they would have. it's the perfect lead magnet for them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. All right. So let's move on from there. You know, we do some connecting and, and some messaging, that sort of thing. Do we post as well or do we, is it just a DM thing? What's, what's your take on posting that? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Look, I think I think that posting is the next step. I, I do think that um, LinkedIn can be making a lot of money for you without posting, but um, it's like it takes you from the lead generator to the rock star. Mm. <laughs> It'll drive your conversion rates through the roof once you start posting content that people find engaging. Um, it's it is a long term strategy. It's about building a brand. It's about delivering value. Um, so you know you can't measure the same sort of things that you message when you're direct messaging people. It's not about how many leads you get in your inbox with each post. It's it's how much value you're adding um, because posting content is about building a better relationship with the audience that you already you know have and and yes it's some, some of it's to do with growing an audience but growing an audience is nowhere near as important as looking after the audience you already have Bang on and it may be as simple as you know i connected with someone they dm'd me six months ago i didn't click on their lead magnet i didn't book a call 
But now I've seen a few of their posts. And I actually like this exactly. post. I might go back and message them and, and that sort of exactly. thing. Um, one more question about content, and then we'll just ask some questions to, yep. to pick up. Is it, should your content be different on LinkedIn? Can I, you know, if I'm, if I'm posting selfies on Instagram, can I just post those same things on LinkedIn? Or is it, does it have to be more, or if I'm posting, you know, photos of me at the beach on, on Facebook, does that stuff work on LinkedIn? Or is it specifically business or more business-based than some of the other platforms? Oh, look, yeah, you have got to think about the context of why people are there. You know, most of the time people are there to, to network in a business context. Um, and so you've, you've got to provide some value in a business context. So some of the stuff that I post on LinkedIn would not work on Instagram yeah. um, because that's not why people are there. Um, maybe I could reword it or, or, or um, use a different image. That would help. Um, but that would, that would, uh... Yeah, yeah they, 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 they love that on Instagram. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, so look, uh, I think that um, you'll, you'll soon find out. I think a lot of people have a fear of posting something that gets crickets, no likes, no comments. But you got to remember, if, so, if a post doesn't do well, no one's seeing it anyway. I mean, not many people anyway. Like, just, just throw the spaghetti at the wall. You'll soon find what sticks and then you can run with that. Yes. Awesome. Good point. All right. Well, hey, Nat, there's a few questions I, I always like to finish up with. I, I'm getting super dark here in New South Wales. You know, I, th I figure I'd better figure out, I'd better finish up before you, you can't even see me. I thought, I think that lady behind you making a coffee looks a bit... <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> she looks a bit tired. <laughs> so, uh, so question around mentors, uh, Nat. You're obviously yep. a mentor to plenty of marketers, salespeople, people that want to get better on their, their LinkedIn. Were there any mentors that inspired you along the way, whether it's just people you followed on social media or someone you hired or someone you're Heaps, following yeah. now, you know, anyone you want to give a shout out or, or people that yep. want to get in the same position that you're at, people that they should follow apart from you will obviously put your links uh, everywhere as well, but apart from yourself. Yeah. Um, look, when it comes to social media, the guy to follow is Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, oh. He's got his finger on the pulse. And I think that if you watch a few of his keynotes on uh, YouTube, you'll learn a huge amount. Um, and he just keeps repeating the same old stuff. I've learned a lot from about social media from him. Um, other people I follow are Tony Robbins, as I mentioned before. Um, Dr. John Martini is a big one. Um, he's incredible with his, I mean, like this guy is not a social media guy, like, but you know, he understands business. And I think if you could check out some of his videos on YouTube, you'll learn a huge amount. Um, my, my YouTube, by the way, Jono has, has gone through the roof in the last year. I've been working at it for about, well, yeah, about 10 years. Um, and just in the last year it's gone bananas. So I've, yeah, link, YouTube's been fantastic for my business lately. Um, brought in a lot of international customers. So like, I think, you know, it's a great place to dive into to longer form content. And so this is where I follow a lot of these guys. So yeah, Gary V. Um, obviously, I have to mention Brooke Velinovich on Instagram. She's fantastic. Um, you know, we, we met each other, uh, was it maybe a year and a half, two years ago, and just realized that, geez, you know, we, she's on Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn, but we have both got the same mentality of adding value and you know, giving um, to our audience, and that's worked so well for both of us that we we noticed that there were so many similarities between the strategies on the platform than there are, you know, differences. Like I think that the hacks and the tricks they change and evolve, and you know, you can learn them from googling 
mm. you know, Instagram hacks, they're available to everyone. But I think the mindset of adding value is, is so rare. And I think that's really the key to it all. Um, so yeah, those are the main ones. Like Grant Cardone, I love Grant Cardone. Um, he's very good at capturing attention. You can learn a lot. Like if you just learn a little bit from, from, you know, lots of different people and then you can sort of create your own, your own style. Um, because content creation is very authentic and it's very unique. And I think that people can tell when you're, you know, trying to be something else, you know, or trying to copy someone else's style. So once you find your own groove and you found that find the spaghetti that sticks, run with it. <laughs> Love it. Even in terms of, of platforms, right? I think you hit the nail on the head where the strategy is pretty much very similar on almost exactly the same on different platforms. It's like, which one works for you? Okay, great. Brooke, who's my guest tomorrow, by the way, on the podcast is like, oh, awesome. Yeah, this is, you know, here's my strategy. Instagram's the best way for me to implement my strategy. Cause that's what I like doing stories and photos and that sort of thing. All right, cool. Nat LinkedIn's my, my, more my strategy. I like DMS and, or, or you know, um, uh, connections and, and getting on the phone with people or zoom with people. So this is my best one here. So I, I love that. Uh, next question that is books. Have you got, if there was one book or one or two books that you recommend every, um, online course creator or marketer entrepreneur should read. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Got it right here. Pr Principles by Ray Dalio. Fantastic oh, book. Okay. <laughs> I always have this one handy because I've, I read it over and over again. Yeah, fantastic book. Awesome. Okay. Um, Make sure. And, and, and you know, and check out Gary V's books. Um, another guy who we haven't mentioned is Seth Godin. I mean, if you you want to dive deep into marketing, Seth Godin's an absolute genius of that stuff. Um, he, he's written Purple Cow. This this is marketing. Um, yeah, several others are very easy to read. Um, Seth Seth's uh, one of the guys that I've been following for a long time. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, enough about other people there, Nat. If someone's listening there, <laughs> watching this, and they're like, you know what? I like this Nathaniel guy. I want to follow him on social media. Do you have a favorite platform or are you on all platforms and it's whatever's best for other people? What What can you tell yeah, us? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, whatever, um, wherever people are used to hanging out, like I think you'll get the most value from my YouTube channel, um, which is just Nathaniel Bibby. Um, and then also on Spotify, iTunes, the, the Nathaniel Bibby podcast is a big one. So there's a lot of free content there, which you can dive into. Um, if you do want to equip yourself with the social selling skills to become um, more of a master on LinkedIn. I've got a, an online course called LinkedInsider, linkedinsider.com.au. And we've got a private LinkedIn group that goes along with that. Um, so that, that's worth checking out as well. Um, if you're in business to business or you've got a sales team that you want training, check out our website, BB Consulting Group. But, we're, you, know, you know, we're everywhere. I mean, uh, I'm on every social platform except TikTok, <laughs> but we don't know how long that one's going to be around. <laughs> that's true. Um, awesome. All right. And I'll make sure I put all those links in the, the show notes. Uh, now that's pretty much all I wanted to cover for today. Is there Great. anything I missed that I should have asked you? Is there anything you want to finish this up with? Um, not really. I just think that, um, like, you know, a lot of people don't with going back to the content creation thing. I like a lot of people don't post content because they're worried about failing or mm. or what other people will say and I, and I can relate because when I was posting videos all my friends were like what are you doing posting all those videos for um, and I just think that it's you learn through doing so my mm. message if I can leave the listeners with with something is is to take action that's how you get good at content is by posting content make mistakes fail faster than everyone else and, and you'll get where you want to go every, faster than anyone else 
Yes, love that. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, Nat, thank you very much for your time. I'm going to... Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses.